This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered! Well, I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever where you may be. Welcome in, Brigadiers. It is the latest episode of the Bostonian versus the book. He's Dave Sherapan, the book. I am Matt Peralt, the Bostonian. Our friend Jeff Davis, Circus Sports, joins us in 30 minutes, boys and girls. We got a lot of good things to get to with him. PGA Championship starts tomorrow, Dave. How are you? I'm good. I'm uh, I'm I'm a little tired. I was up late watching that uh, overtime hockey game um, that I'm sure we'll discuss. Uh, a lot of things happening this week. Very very busy week. The boys are all in in the chat, ready to go. I mean, let's go. There's no time to waste. So for you guys who may be watching on the replay for Sports Grid, just when we talk about. The chat, what we're referencing is the live chat on our YouTube page that we have. It's a very active, very fun community. If you guys ever want to jump in, we go live at 1 p.m. Eastern time on the YouTube channel for props or on Twitter. But the YouTube channel is where you're going to get the live chat. So Brigadiers, the BBB Brigade, hashtag BBB Brigade. If you guys want to be a part of it, just, well, you're a part of it. If you're watching the show, you are People a part are of it. People are putting it on the Twitter. Like it's awesome. starting, like it, the, the, the hashtag BVB Brigade is becoming like it's starting to pop up a little I bit. Love I love it. Let's do it. More the merrier. Let's yeah. grow and go. <laughs> and let's whine because, well, oh, I'm we ice the last two days. So on Monday, I lose two bets by one run. Yep. And on Tuesday, the the avalanche set a record or tied a record <laughs> for posts hit in a Stanley Cup playoff game. Hey. Five. Yeah. It, was, it was it was like the bell at a hotel. Ding, ding, <laughs> ding, ding. Whoa, that was bad. Three to the win, but man, that thing should have been a blowout last night. Yeah, five two should have been a final. I mean, there were there were two times where um Bennington was amazing last night. He he made some saves that were just like Wow, are we going to see a, a repeat of this of the stars and, and Ottinger? Like, is he going to win them this game? He might. It went to overtime. I mean, and, and we got a penalty in overtime. Thank goodness we did. If you had the Avalanche money line, but five posts. It was. I think it was four posts and one crossbar. I think they they put it all together. But I mean, the kids. I mean, Kendall is eight. Maddie is seven. They would have scored those goals if oh. they'd been there. Like the only way you could have not scored the goal because Bennington was caught out of position was to hit the post and they did it twice. So, and then the way that doesn't even run it like this. That doesn't count that Bennington's on the ground, arm outstretched <laughs> and McCarr just whiffs and the puck goes yeah. into the one place. It, no. Any, anything off the ice, it's a goal. <laughs> Slides right into the glove. I, I was just like, it was two to one when that happened. And I went, okay, I lost. 
It's like if, if you can't score on oh, that, you wrote it off that early. <laughs> oh yeah, two to one. Oh, that's it. I, I texted you guys. It was two to one. I go, you, oh. you can't uh, on our BBB live uh, uh, chat. I, I texted it and said, if I can't score there, I'm dead. Like, that's it. We're over. There's oh. no way. Should have been three one easy. Should have been four one, five one, six one. I mean, that should have been a route. I think it's coming in game two, but. Yeah, man, Colorado dominated every aspect of that hockey game last night, and somehow it was two-two in the third period. I commented to um, was I talking to at the time? I can't remember. I said, "Does it look like McKinnon is skating on different ice than everybody else?" That guy is so fast, and he gets the puck. And he was like a couple times. He did a circle around the net, came back around, kept the puck. Did a circle around the net, came back around. They they dominated that hockey game. That score was not indicative, I don't think, of the way it would have or could have played out. But man, I think if you're if you're a St. Louis backer, you're like, geez, that was the best game we could have played, and we were there in overtime. We didn't win it. I'd be nervous if I was if I had St. Louis right now. I would be nervous. I would agree. In the chat, Capwise says, "Love everything about this show except for Matt's hat." Well. This is the team of the day, okay? So you're going to start to get into this. I'm going to wear the hat for the team of the day. The schedule of the day is the Raiders. So just don't get it twisted here. I'm not going to be – I mean, I've got – I just it, did the show with them this morning. That's where I came from. Uh, it was wise Ben Carey, who we met down at, the, down at uh, Westgate when he was here. I just did a show with them talking about baseball and all these other things. I think that, Ben had the alternate spread of the heat game last night. I think he laid seven and a half at plus two twenty and cash. He was all that. over it. It's pretty good. Pretty yeah, good. he was all he was all over. First it. half he was DOA, but my goodness, the second the third quarter was whoo. Yeah, I was that's a little further on the run. I didn't want to yeah. get to that right away because I knew you were gonna you were gonna I got a lot to say. you whine and complain about get that off your chest about the uh, about the hockey total. Well, so. First, we'll go hockey. 4-1, Florida does zip. I didn't think Vasilevsky was that good last night. I think he was okay. I thought Florida's offense sucked last night. Um, started a game with two penalties, and they had to kill off two power plays, and they did. And then they scored first, and I was like, wow. How are they doing this? They have like 12 shots on goal. We're halfway through the second period. They're not even getting the puck to the net. Uh, you know, Tampa was in all the passing lanes, really making it uncomfortable for them. And I mean, in game, I took Tampa plus three dollars nice. when they were down one nothing, plus three hundred, and they scored and went back right to almost pick them. Florida was slightly favored, minus one thirty, and Tampa scored a second goal, and Florida was plus three dollars. So I did it for half the unit and just said, I'm going to lock up profit. Either way, I'm good. And I could not sweat the game. Tampa scores again. It was over. I was it. I, I, I was a Tampa puck line. Uh, played that in game. Are you surprised that game did go over? Yeah. I mean, I was lucky I had Tampa on the money line, so it was okay. Right. I got four bets wrong last night and two bets right. One in game, one pregame. Right. Okay. It was not, not a good night last night. <laughs> it was not a good that night last night. Yeah, it happened. It was not a, not a good night. I, I look, I thought Florida's offense was stunningly slow compared to, to, to Tampa. Watching Tampa and Colorado, those look like the two best teams in hockey to me. I mean, I'll see what Carolina looks like tonight. The, and Carolina very well, very well might be in that conversation when they play tonight. But 
they're skating at a different speed. They're passing at a different speed. I felt like Florida was watching a lot. They weren't really playing the game. They were watching the game. And the same thing with the Blues. It's like the Blues were mesmerized by McKinnon and, and by McCarr and by the passing of, of the team and just like going, okay, guys, you want to get into this? I didn't care, but I thought, okay, you want to score a little bit? You want to get going here? Maybe I can get St. Louis to get the three goals and I wind up getting myself a 3-3 game. That was the only way that game was going over last night is if St. Louis was somehow going to get two, you know, get the three and have it be 3-3. But I, man, Tampa in game one, and same thing in game one for Colorado. Those were messages being sent. Without a doubt. I mean, Tampa, Tampa's still good. They're, they're, they're still the team to beat, I think. I was surprised that this line was this high. JD will come on and tell us today, um, you know, because he opened that number, you know, at that number. And I think they got bets on Florida, mm. you know, for people that they respect. I know he's holding a big ticket on Florida to win it all at a price that was way ahead of um, them finishing first in the regular season. I think he has 25 to one or 30 to one on the Panthers. So, you know, I know he knows a lot about them and has watched a lot of their games. So he'll be able to tell us, but um, I wouldn't say the series is over. I would say we got to be very cautious about overestimating the Tampa win margin. Them winning is big them winning by three goals and stuff. It doesn't matter at this point to me. Like I'm interested to see how Florida reacts in the first period next game. They need to get more physical. I mean, they hit Kucherov in the corner, lit him up. I have not seen Kucherov get hit like that ever. He got lit up, ended up, you know, on his back. You, you know, we called a yard sale. His gloves didn't go anywhere, but he went down. That woke him up. He came down and made a move on that defenseman and passed it to Corey Perry for the goal. It's a highlight reel where I just, I, I literally jumped out of my seat. I said, "Uh oh, here come the lightning. And then you give Vasilevsky a lead. Mm. Very hard to come back. 100%. So let's get to Boston last night. The first half and the second half, literally a tale of two games. Wow. 22 to two run for the Miami Heat. Boston has their worst second half in the entire season. 94 games played for the Boston Celtics this season. They went six minutes and 30 seconds without scoring a field goal into the third quarter. We were into the seven-minute mark before we saw a bucket from the field be scored by Boston. Damn. They won the fourth quarter. They won the second quarter. They won the first quarter. The difference was an explosion in the third quarter by the Miami Heat. How much of that was the heat and how much of that was legs and tired and lack of Marcus Smart and Al Horford from a depth perspective in your mind? Well, I mean, I we did this show yesterday. We talked about the game, broke it down, this and that. Did another show and then I went for a walk outside. I did a bunch of stuff. I come back and I'm like, I get the alerts. I'm like, wait a second. Horford and Smart aren't playing? What does that mean? And I, I saw the line move from one and a half to five. It was out of control. Um, basically, kind of rode off the Celtics. I was, you know, I was like, "These, this is bad. This is the they're not gonna the win. whole handicap's out the window." The the under done. was the under was dead. Done. done. Now I punted once I hit two ten on the in game. I punted and bet the over. I was like, okay. I was like, once Boston hit fifty nine percent in the first half, I was like, we're in trouble. Like Boston was hitting everything that they shot. Boston was hitting threes, hard, difficult shots. They came out with intensity and energy. 
And I actually think they just ran out of gas. I think that they came out with their foot on the gas so heavily that come the second half, they didn't have much left. And then, and then Jimmy Butler got going and Jimmy Butler is an absolute force in this series to be dealt with. And when he gets going like that, I mean, Boston had so many dumb turnovers. That's where Horford and smart really were lacking on the court because they could have calmed the guys down. And that looked like the bubble Celtics. When Boston played Miami in the bubble in the East conference finals, those games happened because Butler and bam got rolling easy buckets, turnovers, because look, Tatum and Brown still make mistakes. They're still young. They still make dumb moves, dumb plays, get caught in the air, throw the ball away. And that is what Miami fe- feasts on. And, and Spolstra had a tremendous defensive plan. They were going to double team and they were going to get the ball out of Tatum's hand and they were going to go ahead and attack, you know, Robert Williams. I mean, Pritchard went for 18. Williams was awesome last night, offensively and defensively. So from a Boston perspective, we talked about game one, game two, winner of game one loses game two. I haven't changed my opinion on that. Have you? No, and, and the market didn't either. It put up five and immediately got taken and went down to four. I mean, immediately. It was it lasted 30 seconds to a minute. I was watching it last night on the odd screen. I was like, this is this is automatic play. Yeah. Um, I didn't watch any of the game. I only saw the highlights. But my first thought, and again, and maybe this is the book guy in me or whatever, when I saw that Horford and Smart weren't playing, I immediately said Miami team total over because mm. their two best defensive players are out. Yeah. Like, so I was already looking for like BAM props mm-hmm. and maybe Butler's props combined. I thought points and assists or something over. I was immediately thinking that not so much maybe the the way the game. I, I kind of gave the game to Miami. Like yeah. this is. I, this, I, yeah, me too. I mean, I was like, OK, they're in trouble. Yeah. It, it may not affect the handicap, but what if Horford and Smart, what if they don't play in game two? Are we done? No. So here's here's what happens in my mind. I think Smart's going to play in game number in game two. Smart will take Butler and change the entire dynamic of the game. <clears throat> Horford's out, and this is where COVID is is still an issue for sports betting. And it is, I mean, I didn't think this was going to happen at this late of a stage right before the game, but it's what happened to Steve Kerr because the way the NBA works now from a COVID protocol perspective, you have to be in contact with somebody who is showing symptoms and positive, And then you have to show symptoms and then they test you. And if you're positive, you're out. In other words, you're sick. Steve Kerr was sick, missed three games. Horford's sick. He's probably not playing game two tomorrow night. He's probably out. If Robert Williams plays the way he played last night, that's okay. Marcus Smart's the guy they can't replace. So he has to come back. The outfit was fire, by the way, on the bench. I was loving Marcus Smart's outfit. But he, (laughs) oh, his outfit is so, it's it was a uh, short and shorts and uh, shirt combination peach hue type of deal. Okay. Oh, and look, it was so South Beach. It was so beautiful. Yeah, kind of, kind of like a salmon color, but a peach salmon type of color. It was absolute fire. It was unbelievable. Yeah. It was great. Oh, all he needed was like it was like a big, big, big brimmed hat, and he was been like perfectly set up for the really? for the Caribbean. Oh, it was I'll phenomenal. Google that today. Yeah, it was phenomenal. But Let's see if I, I can pick up myself one of those. I think he's playing, and I think he'll be a big, big factor. I think Boston held him out the same way they held him out the last time, as saying like, "Look, it's a long series. If you lose game one, 
okay, we're all right. We're okay. And then I think they thought they were going to steal it because they were shooting so well and they were up by eight points at the break and Miami looked, I mean, frankly, they were, they looked like shell shocked. They didn't know what to do. They're like, uh, Oh, and then they got into the game and they got into the game with their defense. And then Boston went absolutely ice cold, couldn't buy a bucket. And they didn't have the leadership on the court to calm everybody down. Smart tried on the bench. He held a big huddle. He was yelling at people trying to do the rah, rah stuff. Right. But it just, you know, Miami at home is a really difficult team. Boston's yeah. going to need to win all their home games and win one game in Miami. I don't know which game that's going to be if they're going to win the series, but Boston cannot afford to lose a single ga- game at home in this series. Did a show this morning with Brad Howe and uh, he said it. I loved it. And I said, I'm using it. It's rest versus rust in these for game ones, right? Mm-hmm. Miami had the rest. Rust the beginning a little bit. The momentum, like you said, from winning game seven, play really well in the first half. I mean, you can't yep. say you ever handicapped them shooting 60%. Shot 60% right. in the first half. Come on. But they played great. <laughs> 62 to 54 is the halftime score. After shooting like that, I was thinking, geez, Miami plus the points at halftime. Is there got to be the play? That would be automatic. I mean, at that point. Then they start the third quarter, and you go, oh, boy, here we go. Here we go. And it's too far away, you know, for the Celtics to really come back. And at what point did the Celtics, you were watching the game, did they pack it in and mm-hmm. be like, all right, we're done? That's it. We're going to be yeah, here. They started playing Neesmith. They started playing bench players. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they just, they started to rest guys and get leg, keep legs fresh. And right. Yeah. I mean, it was about end of the third, end of the third quarter, Boston started to kind of go like, yeah, all right, it's done. And kind of like, you could sense that they, that they were, they were comfortable with saying you can have game one. We're back in game two. Okay. Different attitude, different strategy. And we'll, you know, we'll perform differently, but it was a frustration, I think from a Celtics fan perspective, because they were so on and they came out of the, out of the break. And it was almost like, I don't know if you had to happen in sports sometimes, but like if you've been playing a lot of games, you play the first half on adrenaline and then you sit down. And then when you try to get back up again and play in the second half, oh. you're, you're just like, your, your, your body's not responding. Everything's you're like, stiff, everything's right. Poor. Oh, yeah. that's how I, that's what I felt like Boston was to start the second half. Like nothing um, was in rhythm. Nothing was smooth. Everything was tough. And, and, you know, the body wasn't going the way that it was supposed to right. the game seven, you know, four days previous, three days previous caught up to them and they couldn't buy a bucket. Everything was off. Everything was short mentally. They weren't sharp. Like they weren't watching, you know, just where Butler was or where hero was and just making lazy passes and just mental mistakes, just bad, bad mistakes that turned into points. And then the building got on top of them as well. And it was like, uh Oh, like it just got to be too much in the third quarter. And I mean, it was just, it was the highest, it was a 25 point differential in the third quarter. You never see that in sports, 25 point differential in the third quarter. That's how bad. I mean, Boston didn't score a field goal till the eight minute mark of the, of the, of the quarter. So I, I just, I think a lot of my word wonky things happened in that third quarter. Wonky that I don't think would happen or it's not going to happen in game two. So, you know, they took their hits, they got their lumps, they'll get Marcus smart back. I don't think Horford plays, but I think having Marcus smart on the court is going to be a big difference maker for Boston. I do like, I do think Boston wins the game outright in game two. The chat's going to do a, a will 
P. Ralts say wonky, yes, no price every day. And then they're <laughs> going to set the number at how many times you say wonky at one and a half under minus a quarter. But see, yeah, that, 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 that would be structurally bad because I can control that. So you wouldn't want to make that because I could win or lose well, that can't bet tell you based what the number is. We're gonna have to <laughs> I could win that. or lose that bet based upon my own desires. Exactly. We know like Mikey Awesome and something or, or SoCal, they might they might manipulate that with you. We can't have that. Right. So we'll see. We'll see on that. But I mean, look, it's frustration. I think the COVID thing pisses me off because it's still, you know, it's still there. It oh, still it's pops so up at the last damn second. And we don't know, right? We don't know who else could have it or like, you know, we, we know this thing doesn't exactly, you know, stay with one person. It spreads. So like, what does that do? And I mean, it's, a, I hate it. I mean, it's why I'm not betting full units still. Like every time I think about going back to my normal unit size and start betting full units, I'm like, no, this happens. And I'm like, the whole handicap's out the window. Smart wasn't going to play, but Horford being out changed everything. I mean, it's just, I don't know. Pissed me off. <laughs> Just pissed me off. You want you want to go and get some more Boston to win the series? Yes. Right? yes. I've never met Jeff, but let's go to Circus Sports' own Jeff Davis <laughs> and let's find my Boston brethren on the Bostonian versus the book to help nice. commiserate in my anger over not anger. It's just it's it's life. Bad things happen. Life happens, but it's a frustration <laughs> nonetheless. When these things happen, you're like, my goodness there gracious. He is. Jeff Davis, Matt and Dave, how are you? Gentlemen, what's going on? Jeffrey, good to see you, sir. Um, first question out of the gate for you, sir. This golf tournament is coming up this weekend, and I know you've been working on the golf. You got the 12% hold at Circus Sports. Everybody's talking about it on the Twitter, what you're doing. You're the guy behind the numbers, you and the boys. Who's going to win the golf tournament, Jeff? Oh, um. Or just well, give us Dave. people. You know, we got a lot of people in the chat, a lot of people watching the show all over the country. He's not going to give you the winner, people. Relax. But he's going to tell you <laughs> where the money is and where, you know, he watches the golf religiously. So you can respect his opinion. There you go, Jeff. There's a precursor. All right. Um, just a correction. Now, we're going to be at 19% hold on the PGA. The PGA has you know, 70 more entries than the Masters does. So getting to 12% in this event would be nearly impossible because as soon as I'd moved enough guys, somebody would bet somebody else and it would be a never-ending uh, train of bets of maximum uh, for the limit. So, uh, but 19% in 156 guy field is incredibly short. Uh, I can't imagine you would find shorter. Uh, as far as the money comes in, the ticket count is really even. Scheffler is the leader but not by as much as you would think. Anybody at the top of the board, top 10 guys, top 12 guys, they're all taking bets. And then, of course, uh, of course, the cat, uh, Tiger Woods, also uh, <laughs> taking his fair share of beating at the window. But, uh, you know, I, I look at the top of the board, I'm a bit confused by the price on John Rahm. Uh, here's a guy that for the last year was 7-1, to 8-1, to 9-1 to, to win every event. Now, yeah, Scotty's been uh, on a heater of epic proportions. He's won four of his last six outs. So, sure, he's the favorite. I get it. But if you look long term, John Rahm's the best player on the planet. His T to green numbers are just so far better than everyone else's. And he's a guy that thrives when the conditions get difficult. And, you know, you look at how people bet the golf. They look at what happened last week or in the last two weeks, and then the price gets shortened and they, they bet the shortened price. Rahm won his last start. And now he's 13 to one 
and you can't give it away. No one's interested. And to me, it's like the most baffling thing. You can find some 14 to ones around town. And I'm sure if you look hard enough, you might even find a 15. Uh, circus sports, we're not even going to plus 1301. If you don't want plus $13, then we're happy to to win a big chunk if he gets there. But I, I just look at this and and I'm completely confused by why there's less than zero interest on a guy who, for the better part of the last few years, is far and away the best player on the planet. Mm, I love that. You guys are having some fun here with the big cat, as you called him, Tiger. You're at 104 to one here on this. I mean, are people actually betting Tiger to win this event? I mean, for substantial money, no, but people love to root for Tiger Woods. They want to bet on what's a good story and what they want to root for on Sunday. And I mean, as a golf fan, if I'm watching the PGA on Sunday and Tiger's involved, it's going to be hard not to the roof of the guy. I'm not going to have a dollar on him, but it's a great story. Uh, Yeah, people bet him. Not again, 10s, 20s, small money, but it adds up at, you know, when you're dealing a price like 100 to 1. Uh, cause if you're shopping for the best price, our price on tiger is far and away the best. And you know, we've all, wa- we all watched the masters Sunday was a really tough watch him hobbling up and down fairways and, you know, he shot a big, big number. If I watched that guy play golf those four days, five weeks ago, you're telling me he's going to win this golf tournament five weeks later. I say no shot. Longer course, more difficult course, not the same course knowledge as he has with the masters, but some shops are at like 25 and 30 to one. I mean, are you guys stunned by that? You're at a hundred to one. Honestly, the way, uh, the way some of the industry has been of late, am I stunned by it? Not remotely. I, I mean, it's probably second <laughs> fiddle at this point. It's, and, and we had Benson on and you can say whatever you want on here. You can swear, you can do whatever you need. We got, we got sensors that, you know, when it airs on TV later, just tell the truth and it's all good. And the truth is the industry sucks in a lot of different aspects, golf pricing being one of them. Um, Jeff, what type of tournament are you expecting here at Southern Hills? Are you like, because we had Dubsy on yesterday and for people that haven't listened, go back and listen to props golf with Dubsy. It's great. But he was saying, this is going to be like a less than minus 10 is probably going to win this thing as for like the lowest score. And he was talking about bombers being in it, but iron play having to be the most important thing to win this. How do you see this golf tournament playing out this week? Yeah, I would agree with a lot of that. Um, I would think it's going to be a struggle to get to 10 under. My my thought off the top of my head was maybe in the 6-7 range. Okay. You've got a long course and you have small-ish greens with long approaches in uh, shaved runoffs. So the greens are actually going to play smaller than they look because if, when the, once the ball gets to the edge of the green, it's going to roll off and go down the hill. Um, also, you'll see a lot of guys on tour when they just miss the green, they'll take putter uh, instead of chipping. The way this course is built, uh, I read something that Rory was talking about on Monday, that they've designed it to where you can't putt from off the green. You're going to have to take wedge. So not only are you going to have to be a good iron player, you're going to have to have good touch around the greens because given the wind, especially on the first two days, even the best guys are going to miss greens. So mm. having the touch to get up and down and not leave yourself 10 and 12 footer footers for par on what figure to be difficult greens uh, from everything I've read, they're kind of, they're quite undulated and severe. So I, I haven't seen it. I've watched some flyovers, but nothing, 
you know, incredibly detailed, but it seems like long iron play, the ability to get up and down around the greens and like the knowledge of knowing you're going to make a big number at some point, not like letting it spiral out of control, mm-hmm. take your medicine, take your bogey and move on to the next hole. Uh, it doesn't seem like there's going to be a lot of birdie opportunities out there. Um, another thing, the wind is supposed to be like gusting to 40 miles an hour on Friday. And as the day goes on, it's supposed to you know calm down a bit. It's still going to be bad, but not as bad as it was in the morning. And it seems like if you get to go off late on Friday, that might be some advantage. Uh, so if you're taking a look at, say, matchups, maybe finding a guy that's in the early wave versus a guy that's in the late wave, uh, playing on the guy that's in the late wave on Friday. Uh, for a full tournament matchup might have uh, a little bit of edge. Oh, interesting. So Thursday early start Friday afternoon. If you look at the the way that they, they go off, Jeff, I asked you about tiger. What, what do you make? Is there any impact? The fact that Phil Mickelson, the defending champ is not playing in this tournament. Does the betting public care? Is it down at all? Or is it still just, you know, tiger is the only one that really makes an impact on the, on the average uh, golf better. Yeah, I, I would say it doesn't have any impact. Like people love Phil and they'll bet on Phil, but they're not going to stop betting on golf if Phil's not in. Uh, everyone loves Tiger. He's just on a different level. But as a whole, like the PGA Championship is definitely kind of like the bastard child of the four majors. Um, yeah. They just don't, it just, it doesn't really have an identity. Uh, it just goes to a different course every year. And for a long, long time, it was just like the last major waiting to be played. Now it's, it's in a better spot on the schedule. Uh, it's now the second major. And like, I think the golf calendar is a little better off for it now, but as a whole, if you put all the four majors together, this one probably will do the less, the least amount of handle of the four. Jay, why go switch it over to hockey? Um, the first round was incredible. All right. We had, I mean, five game sevens and, you know, series went every game, every series went at least six except the, the avalanche who sweep and now they, they play last night. Would you take away from the start of round two yesterday? Cause I know you're high on the Panthers. Are you worried about your Panthers ticket after game one? Are you worried about the avalanche? Is anybody going to beat this team in the West? Uh, as far as the Panthers go, that game played really close. I think either team could have won that game. And I don't think four to one is a, fair representation of what actually took place in that game. Uh, if Braden Point is out for an extended period of time, I, I think that makes a big difference in the way Tampa plays, takes away a little bit of their explosiveness and makes him play a little bit tighter to the vest. Um, Eric Chernak blocked a shot last night, missed the second half of the game. Probably the best defensive defenseman that the Lightning have. Mm-hmm. Uh, there hasn't been any reports yet as to know whether he's going to be back Uh he wouldn't be a big move to the number, but he's, it would actually have a big impact on the game. Uh, given that the Lightning, the one position that they don't have a lot of depth in is defense. After Hedman, McDonough, and Sergachev, uh, if Chernak is missing, uh, it gets thin. It's a really lot of fast. minutes to fill. Correct, correct. Chernak is, you know, low 20 minutes and right. tough as nails. So, like, uh, defensive guy. So yeah, it's a a big issue. That could be a big issue for Tampa and uh, Florida's depth is, is unbelievable. They can score with all four lines. So am I worried about it? No. Uh, Is Vasilevsky going to be a problem? Probably because he is just, you you know, Toronto had him on the ropes. They couldn't knock him out. And uh, 
we all know once this lightning train gets rolling, it can be uh, quite a difficult one to derail. Uh, as far as Blues Avs go, oh. let us not – let's look past what the final score was. That game was so one-sided last <laughs> night. If it wasn't for Bennington, the score – name your score last night. I feel like a lot of it's going to be the same. Um, the only thing that c- – can beat the Avalanche in this series is if they take too many penalties. The Blues power play is just deadly. Uh, Avalanche managed to only take one penalty last night, and guess what? They scored a power play goal. <laughs> so it's if the Avalanche stay out of the box, Bennington is going to be has will have to be as good as like the best Igor was all year for the Blues mm-hmm. to have any chance. Um, if that game, if Game Two plays like Game One, uh, it should be a whitewashing. And, you know, as you know, it's kind of anecdotal at this point, especially in the NBA, but the NHL too. Go down 2-0 on the road, come home, uh, you back up the Brinks truck on the team down 0-2. But I, I wouldn't be so in so much of a hurry uh, to bet the Blues in game three if uh, they go down 2-0. So Calgary and Edmonton tonight, how do you feel about Calgary? Because we were talking about it yesterday on the show, Jeff, and, and you, there are some shops that you could do an exacta of Calgary and Carolina at 19 to one. Any shot that Calgary can get past Colorado if they get past the Oilers? I think they're the only team in the West that can, uh, you know, talking to some people before the playoffs started, we, we kind of were all in agreement. Calgary and Colorado just are so far better than all the other teams in the Western Conference. And then the Eastern Conference was a complete dart throw. Um, everyone in the Eastern conference is like really good. And in the West, after you get past Calgary and, and Colorado, it gets thin fast. And like, you look at this matchup and Gaudreau, Lindholm, Kachuk, Kachuk were probably the best line in hockey at five on five all year. Uh, they're just unstoppable. Gaudreau's on another planet right now. Uh, you, you put the, the chase for the cup on, in terms of combined with a chase for a contract at the end of this year, uh, <laughs> You're going to get good stuff out of Johnny Gaudreau, and we've seen that. Um, I thought Calgary was absolutely dominant and ran riot over Dallas for seven games. And if it wasn't for Jake Ottinger, uh, this probably game probably would have – series would have ended in five. Yep. Um, they're just – Calgary's just another team that just keeps coming. And you just compare Calgary and Edmonton, and it's just the depth that's not even close. I mean, Han- Hannafin and Anderson are just so much better at – is a defensive pair than anything Edmonton can throw out there. And they've got Duncan Keith on the second pair and he's a road cone at this point in his career. <laughs> I just, I, maybe the Oilers get two, maybe just because dry and McDavid can, you know, take over a game. And if they score five goals, then the game is what it is. But yeah, Calgary is don't sleep on Calgary. This team can win the Stanley cup. Absolutely. Now flip it to the East tonight. Carolina and the Rangers. I don't think the Rangers can beat Carolina. I don't know if they can win a game in Carolina, J.D., but, I mean, Igor looked unbelievable in Game 7, and I was like, oh, boy, did he wake up? I I, I just, I mean, I thought the Rangers would beat the Penguins before the series started only because of Igor, and then I got caught up in it because I'm a Penguin fan and, you know, the main dynasty and all that stuff with the, with the, with the uh, spicy pork and broccoli. But I, I I'm kind of dismissing the Rangers in this series. Am I, am I not seeing something or, or what do you think about this series in the game one tonight? So if anybody, anybody who knows me knows my opinion on the Rangers, it hasn't changed from start to finish. 
Yeah, they got a little bit better at the deadline when they added Andrew Kopp and Tyler Mott because their third line became like a pretty good third line, whereas they were playing six AHL forwards every night. Now they only have to play three. Um, they are awful. Uh, that This team is awful. Uh, they're one of the worst teams at five on five. They're playing Carolina, who's one of the best teams at five on five. Carolina creates a ton of chances at five on five. The Rangers create nothing on five on five. Um, it, it, the only thing keeping the Rangers afloat, there are three things keeping the Rangers afloat. The power play is incredible. They have guys like Zabanajad, Kreider, and Panarin, whose finishing ability kind of takes over from their like lack of overall five-on-five game. And then they have Igor. So as you saw in the Penguin series, if Igor isn't 10 out of 10 Igor, they have no chance. Um, I think Carolina absolutely runs riot in this series. Yes. Uh, the Rangers will win a game because there will be a game that Igor gives up no goals because. But uh, the thought of... Like, I wouldn't back the Rangers with someone else's money in any game. Oh, I love when you say that. I love when you say that. I heard you say that many years in the books. People, I love when he says that. That means means you should be looking at the Carolina side. Yeah, I'm on that side tonight. That's good. Uh, Before we get to the Circa Million stuff and the announcement you guys made uh, for football season, we'll get to that here before we wrap. But uh, tell me, talk to me, help me, Boston game two against the Miami heat heat are seven and zero at home straight up this year in the postseason. Boston needs to win game two. Don't they? Uh, the last time I watched an NBA game, the year started with a one. <laughs> <laughs> this is not his thing. He don't That's, like the, NBA. I, and I'm not like, I'm not, you're a Boston guy. He's Come not now. Kidding. I got nothing for you. I mean, I will, I, it, I will watch the second half of game seven of the NBA championship. If it gets there, because it's game seven. But other than that, like <laughs> actually sitting through an NBA game, start to finish the year started with a one. He won't wow. do it. He won't do it. He never, I, did I tried it. for years and years and I finally gave up like <laughs> five years ago. And now I'm like so invested in the hockey and it's like so much to keep up with. True. Even if I liked it, I don't have time for two sports at the same time. But the Bruins are dead. The Red Sox suck. We got the Celtics alive. Can the Red Sox be fixed, JD, right now? Oh, God. You know, I haven't put in the effort into baseball to this point as I probably should have. But with the golf and with the hockey, I'm so buried that, like, I just know that they can't get anyone out. Uh, And they've never been, they haven't been able to get anyone out uh, for a couple of years now. Um, but yeah, the, the Red Sox, uh, they're in a spot of bother as people might say. (laughs) All right. So let's talk about the circa million just real quick here. You guys roll it out yesterday back with big, big money here, 6 million. And you guys have upped it with the million. Uh, People are can sign up now, right? You guys are open for, for now the circa million circa survivor. Yeah, we actually had people have already signed up. We started already. Um, it just, the buzz that this contest brings for circus sports is incredible. Uh, the residual business, like if I look back to last year, so like you get down to like, we'll say week 15, I, week 15, week 16. And you know, there's how many ever people left, 20 people left. You start taking these money line hedge bets uh, <laughs> on dogs, like these huge money line bets will come in on like, you look down, you'll see a big bet on the ticker Jets money line plus 440 or whatever for like a big chunk. And it's like, oh, okay. Like, and people are just 
it creates so much business just solely on, you know, the chance to win a giant amount of money in Survivor and you want to hedge. So you come in and you bet the other side on the money line and just people coming in and just what Derek does and how he promotes it and how we promote it. It's just, it's so good for, for everyone involved. It's good for the company. It's good for the players. We don't take a rake. Um, it's just, it's all the superlatives. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's football season and it's, it's May, May 18th today. And we're talking about signing up for circa millions and people are doing it. It's great. You put up the season wins yet in the uh, NFL. Yeah. Uh, Chris Bennett, our NFL and uh, baseball guy put them up yesterday morning, I believe. Uh, might've been two days ago in the morning. Uh, but yeah, they're up. Beginning of this week, I thought Monday. I think, yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. It might've been two days ago. Right. Um, I, Any action? Was, uh, every day is the same to me at this point. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, the screen lit up right away as expected. And you know how this business works. You have an opinion on a few teams, you hang a number that's a little bit different. It doesn't stay on the board very long. Right? Uh, you know, we're taking 5,000 a whack. So very uh, nice. You know, people are, uh, people are interested and if it's one thing that will never, ever seemingly lose interest at any time of the year, it's the NFL, uh, the schedule release, the draft, the anything at all NFL, people love it and are obsessed with it. And, you know, anything that gets people talking and gets people betting. Sure. I'm in. Last question for me. And I'll let, I'll let P roll finish the whole thing. What's the kid watching now? Because, uh, you know, the, 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 the circle, uh, guy what was his name larry oh uh vocabulary vocabulary yeah um your daughter was watching that what is what is on at the davis household now for for the little one so we got a couple of things uh the the leader in the clubhouse right now is a show called blaze and the monster machines uh on paramount i think it's a nickelodeon show uh know it well it's for of all of the shows that she has watched it's very palatable um, it, it, it's, it's not bad. Um, uh, Minnie Mouse Bowtoons is another one that's on the Disney channel. Uh, oh. those are like little five minute blurbs. She's a big Minnie Mouse fan. Okay. But I will say the shows that she's watching lately outside of maybe Blippy, which is an absolute dumpster fire. Um, it, it's, it's pretty, it's okay. Like I can stand a couple hours with it on the television while I have the laptop open doing some research, but Blippy after you watch Blippi for 15 minutes, it's like I'm going off the roof and doing an ST plunge. Like has, has Loud House made it has Loud House made its way to your house? Ooh, yet? I, I'm not familiar with Loud House. Tell me. You will right. be. You will be. Yeah. Okay. As Get a fellow girl dad, Jeff is a girl dad, as like just like me and you, P. Ralt. He's getting it all. I did all this 10 years ago, and now it's it's fun to see Jeff experience all these things and steps as he goes. He yep. came on my podcast a, a year and a half ago and told me about this vocabulary character who didn't like things in circles. I said, oh, oh. man, I missed that. Yeah, he didn't like pizza. Can you imagine circle oh. things? He didn't like it. Yeah, he didn't like wow. he didn't like food that was circles. No pizza, no pancakes. Oh, boy. Just <laughs> uh, missing, what missing are we teaching out. these kids these days? Right. I mean, missing out. My goodness gracious. Yeah. All right. Before we let you go, you, you, Dave was talking about this off the air. You have to explain the Twitter handle. What? What's the deal with why are there two underscores, Jeff? So, so basically in my time at Caesars, uh, the media became a circus and I was just getting blasted. Well, (laughs) it just got unbearable. It got like really untenable with various media outlets, yada, yada, yada. 
And then you're starting to get DMs from people and, you know, accusing your employees of things. And now you're involved and this, that, and the other. And it just became too much. So I, I shut down the Twitter account. And then, so I had to come up with a new Twitter account and underscore underscore junkyard was the closest thing to junkyard without getting too far into like using numbers and, and <laughs> things. Right. So I was like, it was kind of like the best I could do. All right. Underscore underscore junkyard to follow you on Twitter. Jeff, thank you for the time, my friend. Let's do it again soon. All right. All right, gentlemen. Have a good Thanks, one. Jeff. Thank you, sir. See it. That is Jeff Davis from Circa Sports underscore underscore junkyard on Twitter to follow him. Circa Million. We'll talk more about the million and the survivor, the new thing that they 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 rolled out in the prop story of the day. Uh, Patrick Everson's got a full breakdown on the store on the actual contest that we'll get to here in just one second. You and I have not done the Circa Million together, right? Yet, right? Just me. No, and, we just did me the and Lockhart. Westgate. Yeah, we did yeah, the Westgate. We did the Westgate. Yeah, you me are- and. You Sean were grandfathered in with Lockhart, so you didn't want to do it with me. So Papa Bear and I have done it. I've got three of the most expensive hats all right there. Three yeah. $1,000 hats over there. Uh, so, so we'll go ahead. Are we going to partner up and do that too? Or, or one of the I other? I think we have to. I think for the show's sake, I think we have to. Yeah. I mean, one of the two, we, we have to pick a contest for the show, whether, whether it's going to be Circa or the Golden Nuggets one. I'm really eyeballing the Golden Nugget one this year. I really want to do that. I want to circle two. We call the entry the brigade. Oh, of course. BVB. Or BVB. 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 Hashtag BVB brigade. Circa let you do hashtags last year. I don't know if, if anybody else lets you, but I know Circa did. You could do hashtags last year. Tell people were separating their teams when they had multiple teams. But yeah, it's just, oh. it's too easy. It's too easy. Show content. It's too simple. It's just right. it's a layup. It's absolute absolute layup to do for show content to go ahead and, and get into it. And people keep on asking me, by the way, they keep on asking me for us to do a live stream during games along these lines. And I think if we have a game that we've picked for the circa million contest, that could be really funny if we're watching like a Monday night football game that we, that we both. Oh, know. for we, sure. We, we need something. It could oh, be fun. Yeah. By the way, I just want to point this out. So Matthew Bonvi. At some point, I'll get this picture. He DM'd me his sports room. Matthew Bobby on the Twitter. So okay. on the chat, rather. He is he he is the self-proclaimed biggest Oiler fan on the planet. And he might be. The room that he showed Houston me. Houston Oilers? What, what Houston, Oilers? No, Edmonton Oilers. I'm kidding. I knew oh. that. Okay, sorry. So <laughs> he is. But he just revealed something that might just kind of put it over the top because his room is crazy. Okay. He just revealed that he has an Edmonton Oilers tooth. What? His his dentist made an Edmonton Oilers tooth. So his cap on his tooth is an Oiler logo. Oh my goodness. (laughs) The crown, his dentist created an Oilers crown and he put it in his mouth. So that me, how much did that shit cost? I don't know. It's a great question. It's, it's an absolutely awesome question, but he, he DM'd me. I have like these four pictures in my DM and I haven't gotten back to me yet. I apologize. But like, I looked at them and I was like, holy crap. I was like, do you have like a trap door and like some person being kept down below? Like, it wow. looks like it's wild what he has built in his house. Is that like bling every, bling baby? Got that bling bling. Yeah. That every, anything that you think of in terms of like what you would expect from a Oiler fan, Matthew Bombie's got it up in Edmonton. So he is, Die hard, but he pointed out during the interview with Jeff that he's got he he's not just die hard, he is mouth <laughs> he is <laughs> putting it up on there. So 
He's, yeah. he's putting his money where his mouth is. I guess. There you okay. go. <laughs> SoCal DGen so says that we need details on that tooth now. <laughs> Not a bad point. I mean, when, I think when, he does. when you first said that, I thought you meant he had like an Oilers player's tooth who had like gotten knocked out, and he like oh, oh, that, it was like a souvenir. <laughs> I was like, I was like, that's a little, that would be a that's little gross, weird. But oh, that's I, I would. I, I think that my, when you see pictures, when I show, I'll send you the pictures for the show tomorrow. We'll put it up on the screen tomorrow. And when you see the pictures, like you might go, okay, maybe there would be a tooth in there because it's got like everything else that could possibly be there. He's got so nice. nice. <laughs> it's a, so Bobby uh, is the self-proclaimed Oiler fan. He's bet the Oilers tonight. Best of luck to him on that. But so you know, if I would agree with that, but that's where that's where he's that's where he's going for today. So good stuff there with Dawson pre, or Dawson with Davis. Excuse me, uh, coming up on that. All right. Um, let's get into the PGA here for just one second. Yep. Did you ever have to do this in your time being a bookmaker? Did you ever have to book golf was under, under your purview? Well, well, Jeff was always around when I was at CG and he, okay. him and uh, Rich Zanko really handled it pretty exclusively. So it was always kind of hit and miss or sitting and having lunch and picking their brain and going from there. And then Jeff went to Caesars, and it was pretty much exclusively Zanko. And then the last two years, when I was in the room with him, he was off on different days. So he was like, can you watch the golf? Yeah. So, yes, I had to. This is the least handle because it was the last one. There was such a drop-off after right. the, the Open Championship. Because it, it normally was right was, before football. It was right before up against – it was college. late August. There was yeah. preseason football games going on the weekend that this was being played every year. So now it moving up the calendar, like Jeff just said, that's that's a big thing for Handel. Tiger being back, back, I mean, he's healthy and he's playing and he played already. So now that hype going. Um, and I mean, the Scheffler store is great. Like he's he, – he is the best golfer on the planet right now. So I think there's a buzz going into this thing. Um, I don't have a clue who wins. I, I, I have no idea. This was one of those things I love to manage because, like Jeff said, there's 156 players. Right. Good luck picking a winner of this thing. I mean, you know, I didn't have the – It's interesting because I, I, I almost markers. want – Well, when we talk to our, our guy betting the bookie – on the show, we talked about this a bit and we talked about him when we were watching the NCAA tournament games that he bets first round leaders mm -hmm. a lot. And that's, mm -hmm. he just, he shrinks it down. So I, I actually really like that philosophy. I haven't implemented it yet myself, but I'm eyeballing it because I think if you turn it into a one day event and you handicap it as such, you take the course, you take the way a player is coming into the tournament you take the player's record at the tournament and at the golf course, and you can kind of figure out who may get off to a really hot start. And that, I mean, you, you, you grab four or five different golfers and you can sprinkle across, you know, a bunch of them. McElroy is 20 to one to lead the first round. Jordan Spieth's 27 to one. Cam Smith's 27 to one and John Rahm's 29 to one. I mean, you got four really good golfers at big prices to lead the first round. And all you got to do is go out there and shoot a 68 or what we're hearing, you know, when it comes to what we're seeing for numbers, the majority of the field is going to be over par. It's a par 70. Okay. So if you shoot two under, 
you might be leading this thing. So that's, I haven't bet it yet, but I'm going to do some more research on this this afternoon, but that's kind of the way I'm going to try to approach this. I think, I think I'm just going to bet Thursday and see if I can pull out, pull out a, you know, put, take four bets, quarter unit and all four right. and see who can wind up coming out with the first round leader. And take a stab. Now that's actually probably a really good way to do it, especially, um, that's why I love asking these guys, like, what do you think the winning score is going to be? Because, you know, Dubsy told us yesterday and Jeff confirmed it today. It's under 10 under. Yeah. So now we're going to have a lot more people in the mix closer to par. I think when, he, when you know, when you have that shootout, yes, there's going to be um, guys that, you know, can go make birdies because there's no danger. It's the guys who can deal with the danger and, and, and the big numbers that are going to win this thing. You, you condense that to one round. I love the way you're thinking. Yeah. And the prices are better because it's more random, right? Mm-hmm. You have, you you know, the favorites in this thing are what? The 10 to 1, 9 to 1, Scheffler, 12 to 1, 15 to 1, around there. You're not getting yeah, 12, 12 to 1. I mean, John Ron literally just popped to the favorite, by the way, at FanDuel as we're talking. So Fandle just took a big John Rom bet. Somebody watching the show just rolled up, heard Jeff Davis drop, take Rom, bam, hammers John Rom. Do you literally you just move? Literally just move as we were. Is that talking. Pierre? Was that Jay Dalbets? <laughs> Was that Stevie Mac? Was that somebody, one of the boys just went and dumped just, all in? Somebody just dropped something because he he went from fourteen to one to twelve to one as we were talking, and now he's the odds-on favorite along with Scheffler at twelve to one. Rory 16, JT 16, Spieth 17, Morikawa 19 to 1. Shout out to the people in the FanDuel risk room who are listening to the show. Thank you very much for listening to the show. <laughs> like, Uh-oh, Circus, Circa likes John Rom. They just moved a number on you because of Jeff. Thank you, underscore, underscore, at Junkyard for him. Um, makes a lot of sense. But, I mean, is he? did you say he's 29 to 1 to be the first-round leader? John Rom. Yeah. Uh, yep. 29 to one. First round leader. Cam Smith, 27. Speed, 27. Rory is 20 to one. So, I mean, you take it. Scheffler's 29 to one, too, by the way. Victor Hovland's 29 to one. Uh, Matsuyama's 29 to one. Justin Thomas is 31 to one. I mean, it, it's. What's the favorite? What's the 20. lowest number? 20. 20 to one. Rory. I mean, that's worth. That's worth spraying the board. Five right? guys. I mean, Take five. Well, that's what we when we were talking to our guy betting the bookie. That's what he was talking about. He was like, I just look at the first round, I look at course history, and I know I'm gonna get 20 or 30 to one on some of these guys. I mean, you can turn, you can bet five, you just do it for super simple math, five hundred dollar bets. You gotta hit it, but if you hit one, you're that's all you need. Hit one, one out of five, and you're good. And you've made money. Yeah, I, I love that. I don't like so, that. I love that. It's just a, how it's much just a way course of history of, do we have here, though? We don't have much course history. I mean, it, they don't play here that often. Tiger so won it in, tw- in 2007 was the last time they played the PGA there. So it's been a while. But, I mean, th- this course is, is a par 70. It's long. I I've played, These are the golf courses I played for years in Nebraska and Iowa. Like I, right. I, I, know, a, I, <laughs> I know these courses. These are cow pastures, okay? These are hard-packed. You can whack a golf ball down the course. You can let it go, but the wind is a problem because the length of it, so you're hitting a 190-yard shot into a green that's small and firm, hard to hold the ball. I hate this. And then the wind 
Okay. The wind gets involved. And so you're hitting it and you think you hit a good shot. The wind comes up and all of a sudden you're five yards off and now you're down the hill and you're chipping back up to a green that doesn't want to hold the ball to begin with. So you start hitting the ball. That's how you get seven, eight, nine. You start throwing up big scores. And as Dubsy said yesterday, there's only two par fives. So like where you come into a place where you might be able to score and recover. If you have a six or a seven on a par four, you don't have those scoring opportunities on this golf course. Like you got to be four oh. rounds of consistent golf right. and you got to know your iron distances and you got to be able to play in the wind, which is why people like Rory, because the guys who play link style golf, it's not link style, but it is wind and the ground is hard. So, so it's close to link style close yeah. in, in, in the conditions and stuff. It may not be yeah. exactly like the actual course link yeah. style. No pop but, bunkers and whatnot, but right. And there's very little water. I mean, there's creeks that run throughout this golf course, but it's it's more going to be. Are there be, trees on this golf course? Not many. No, it's See, not. It, I it, don't like that. I'm a. It's wide open. You it's just, just uh, and you bake like like I I've been out here on these courses. You bake. There's no shade. Right. There's no relief. It's like playing yeah. here in the desert. Right. It's just like there's yeah. nothing to protect you from the sun, and you, you just get hot, and you're right. walking, and it's like oh my gosh, yeah. and the wind's blowing, and you're getting frustrated, and it's a mental test as much as a physical test, right? To keep yourself sharp on these golf courses, especially in, in a major tournament with all these people around staring. And this is like a U.S. Open type score. Like I, I agree with Dubsy, I agree with Davis. I think we're looking at like wow. eight nine under to win okay. this thing. And so I mean, the last time they played it here, I think six under won it. So oh wow. So our seven under one, like it, 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 it was a single digit score. And, you know, I was just watching some of the old highlights and watching some of the old, you know, shots. I mean, guys get really angry. I saw guys throwing clubs and guys getting really frustrated. This golf course can eat you up if you're not care, you're not careful and capable of, of handling the elements. So I, I think first round leader, I, I mean, Scheffler, it's a way of getting real good money on Scheffler 29 to one to, to, to lead the first round or Rom to lead the first round. And I mean, we know we've seen what cam Smith can do in the first round. He can yeah. fire out. He sucks on Sunday, but on Thursday <laughs> that dude could throw numbers up. Well, it's a different way to handicap too. And it gives you one, the, the instant gratification. If you don't want to wait four rounds, four days, you can make a bet on you done one day. I like the fact that you're getting prices that just don't exist. I mean, they just, they're, they're, they're unique. There's value. You can, you can spread it even thinner, you know, as far as number of guys, you don't have to do two or like, or three, or maybe you do like for the whole tournament, you do one matchup, two top twenties and maybe two outrights. You can do five first round guys. And if you hit one, you pay for the weekend, you can do whatever you want. I mean, that's 25 to one or better pretty much on every guy. Yep. Let's go. I like it. Stevie Mac says that place is an hour from my house. My sister-in-law is out there right now with her boyfriend. They're baking. Really? So like it's, <laughs> there's right. no, there's no shade. It's just, it's Oklahoma, baby. It's wide open. <laughs> I mean, it is, it is a large area to play golf, long golf course, hard golf course to go out there and play. So Southern Hills is going to be definitely a test I, I think it's worth it. First round leader. I, I think it's, I, I think it's definitely worth it. Humidity, wind, heat, tough, tough course, tough course. J Dow just put it in, in the chat. J Dow bets this show moves lines. <laughs> We're market makers. Look out. <laughs> Here we go. We're, We're on TV too. How about that? 
<laughs> tag ourselves. We're market makers. Yeah, God. Tell them, boys. Tell them. Like, All right, let's talk about the basketball game tonight. Warriors minus five. I got four and a half last night. Minus five. Mavericks total is two, 14 and a half. Like one, like the side of the total better for the game tonight. Um, man, oh man, I think I like the total better. Okay, I do. It's five. It's painted five and a half now everywhere. CLV. So the Golden State money's coming. Um, over. Bedham Jim was Bedham Jim was the market low last night. It was funny at four and a half. Really? Mm. You laid it. Me, yeah, you'll get to it in better to book it, right. but yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm leaning with the total over. Me too. Yeah, I'm on um, the over too. I think I don't know the side. I really don't. I don't I, I've been going back and forth for two days. Uh, this, you know, Dallas can win the series. Can they win game one? Wow. Atlanta just hit a home run in Milwaukee. I think it landed in Green Bay. I mean, that was <laughs> unbelievable. Duvall hit a home run. I cannot believe how far that ball went. Might have gone what's out the, of the stadium. What's the total? Right. I, I have it in the rundown. What's the, what's the score right now? Uh, it is. Hold on. They're showing a replay. No graphic. I don't know what the score is. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll tell you in a second. Um, all right. So you feel strongly about the side to the point where you played it. The total. Yeah. You, you The game plays to the over no matter who wins or is it. Golden State and over Dallas and under type feel for you. Is that a three run home run, by the way? Yeah, it was. It was a three run home run by the Braves. Oh, my. Top three, three run bomb. Oh, okay. Riley yeah. to deep center, Acuna and Olsen score. Deep center. Went literally went to Green Bay. From <laughs> Total was six and a half in that game, by the way. Yeah. Good luck. So with I, that. We'll, we'll skip over that when we get to it. But that's where the total of that game was six and a half. I want to get your take on that because I was like, how the hell is that total six and a half? It's too low. It's absolutely too low yeah. for that game. But so you like the over 214 and a half more than the Warriors minus five or five and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Because I Warriors I, I, straight up. I mean, can the if the Warriors win, is it the guarantee cover or you could see them winning the game by three? Oh, I can see them winning and not covering. Yeah. I can see them winning and not covering at, at but five they, and the half one game they six. played at Golden State against these two teams, they won by 30 plus. Yeah, that's I throw that out the window. That one ain't matter. At, they, at won Dallas, and, they won and didn't cover against Memphis. At Dallas hasn't been great. But that was only once, by the way, winning and covering and not covering. The other two games they won and covered easily right. yeah. against Memphis. Yeah. Uh I just, I think it's a three-point shooting contest. I think, unfortunately, the way the Mavericks play right now, they play right into the hands of the Warriors. Right. Let's see that's that. The, that's their issue. It worked. This style of play worked in the last round. Suns didn't like to play like this. But turning anything into a three-point shooting contest with Steph Curry and Clay Thompson is a disaster in my mind. Mm. I don't okay. think they have the. I don't think Dallas has the defensive prowess on the road to slow down the Warriors. And I think Luca's going to go crazy. Yeah, you think the Warriors are going to cover? I do. Luca going crazy. Mm-hmm. Can't just okay. be him. The reason why they did what they did in Game Seven is because Dinwiddie went off. Can't just right. be Luca. 
goodness, back-to-back home runs. Azuna hit it. Just a home run. It's 4 4 nothing now. Yeah. yeah. Watch that game go under. I almost bet that. So watch that game. With my luck of betting that, we could be get 5 nothing and stop. <laughs> that game would go under 6 Oh, the way you're running? If I bet it. I didn't bet it. 5-1 final. 5-1 final. For this In week. Third. Yep. Yep. We'll see. All right. So you like the, the total. I like the side in the total. Hockey, Carolina minus 166 tonight against the Rangers in game one. I don't give the Rangers much of a chance tonight. Yeah. I mean, Jeff came on and dropped some slander on the Rangers, which I kind of liked. It wasn't even prompted. Basically said they're not going to be good five on five, which I know. I'm trying to find a reason why to not, you know, Push a little bit in here on on Carolina. I really like Carolina. I really do like Carolina. I do too. I don't know how you don't. I don't know how they lose this game. Igor stops fifty two shots and they win two one. Okay, so they so so they played four times. The only game the Rangers won was at Carolina. Carolina's lost eight games all year. One of the games was this one to the Rangers. Eight games at home, a two nothing win. Igor stood on his head. That's that's it. Yeah, that game was in November. Long time ago. Long, long time, time ago. ago. A long time ago. This is not the I think Igor's tired. They've asked they've asked a lot of this guy to do a lot of different things. Seven goals by the Penguins in two different games in the last round. In this environment against this team with their lines. I don't see it. I just think if Carolina gets that first goal, we saw it against Boston. They just over. the Penguins took the lead in every game but one. Wow. And 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 didn't win the series. If Carolina takes the lead in these games, they're gonna get if they get a two-goal lead, forget it. Done. Over 40. I think it's 46 one and one now this year with the two-goal lead. Yeah, that's it. I mean, it's, it's 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 done. Mm-hmm. So the Rangers have to, you know, find ways to goad them into penalties to score in the power play because they're not going to score five on five goals. They didn't call pat penalties last night. Referees put their whistles in the pocket, and I went, "Okay, so round one, you were whistle happy. Round two, welcome back to the playoffs. <laughs> right. We're not calling anything because there were so many. I mean, and they called one. a really weird penalty on Tampa with the puck in the air." And the dude came over and crossed a, and, and checked him oh. legally, and they called him interference. It's like the puck was I, right on the guy's hand. I could not believe that call. He blasted him. That looked like yeah. a pass that hung up too long, and the, the, the football, you know, yeah. defensive back crushes the the wide receiver. He's looking up for the puck in the air, and he just hit him with his shoulder. Two minutes. I was like, for know, what? I was like, that's a horrible call. Like, two minutes for that? hitting him too hard. That's what it was. Two minutes yeah, for hitting so. him too hard. <laughs> BS, but so, that's what they but they weren't calling anything else though. Like they no. were, they, they were calling. It was like, what are we calling? No. Nothing. But we'll call that. But we're not calling anything else. And I was like, oh, so we're back to the playoffs now. Okay. And if we're gonna if we're gonna do that in this series, good game over. Hurricanes Car- in five. Yeah, run. They run them out. I think they kill them tonight. I I, I think Hurricanes run them out tonight. Five and a half's the total. Yeah, I'm not. I, I I'm getting that's a little scary, creative. No? No, I'm getting creative on all of this. I'm not doing puck line. I'm not doing money under, line. Under? I'll explain. No, I'm not been, I'm not doing under. Oh. I'll explain. I like under. What I'm what I'm doing. I like under too. I I, I do, but I'm not gonna suffer through an under game in the playoffs. I'm just not ready to do that until we see 
for sure we're not going to get a whistle happy referee. So right. I can't do it. So we'll get to that in better to book it here in a second. Carolina, big favorite. Calgary also big favorite. Minus 160 against Edmonton in game number one. Calgary has, you know, had their moments. They're two and two here, but they won the last two games big late in the year against the Oilers, including the last game of the year. Calgary scored nine goals <laughs> in the last meeting between yeah. these two. One at nine to three. Yeah. Can the Oilers still game one? Yeah. They can. That one's in their mind. Like that one, that one in preparation for this game. Um, you saw it last night. The way team in game one in the NHL, most times that's their shot. There's so much emotion. There's so many things. There's so many. You got to get all the tickets. You got to get all this crap as the home team and, and playing. I think there's a lot to worry about. It's another road game for the road team. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's louder. Yes, it's this. We're here to play. So if they play a good road game, yes, they could. Do I think they will? This is one I'm not a big fan of either just because, I mean, Smith was great. He was great in game seven. He won, you know, McDavid is tremendous. They could win. Um, I'm not in a hurry to lay it with Calgary. If I had to take something right now, I think Edmonton plus a puck and a half would be a good bet. I don't like the side of this. I don't, I, this is, this is a tough one for me. I can't wait to watch it and see it. I like over. It's not, I like over. Okay. I don't know. I was going to ask Jeff about moving these hockey totals. He's at six over a quarter. I say, at what point are you going to go to just six and a half? But I think six and a half over 30 would be the peak. And then somebody would be like, all right, the hell with this. Just go to six and a half over. All right, let's talk baseball here for just one second for a couple of games to get your let's take, a couple of totals. Yep. So have you How been the totals wa- Tuesday thing work out yesterday? No, no, not good. <laughs> not, it, was not, it was not a good day. Should we do totals on Thursdays, not totals No, Thursday. no, no, no. It's fine. I, 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 I had gone I had gone six and two the previous two. So I was due to have a have a bad day. Oh, okay. That's so, good. Well, right. no. I mean, it's bad. It's, it's six and five over the last three weeks, but it's, you know, wasn't That's a good Tuesday. still winning. But, Nah, juice and whatnot, but fine. Yes, it's it was okay. It, it's it, it is what it is. Okay, it was a bad it was a bad run. Monday was bad. Tuesday was bad. A week ago, I couldn't lose. Now I can't win. Just how it goes. Just, Just how it goes. Else. It's the roller coaster ride of this damn thing we do. But do you believe in this unders with Freeland thing? We'll, we'll skip the Braves game, Matt, because that game's going on right now. So that that, that total is going to hit. It's four nothing already. So six five. It might not. And that's going to hit. What's the Freeland in-game total right now? I would say it's eight. In-game total for the Braves. It's nine. Okay. So that's one over so, that. No, I'll take Definitely. under nine, but, but six and a, and a two and a half run adjustment there. In-game. People listening, you get a little peek into the in-game live show that I do. This is, yep. this is an over adjustment. All right. The original number was six and a half and they got four runs. Okay. They're not scoring nine. Bet under. Yeah. There you go. Take the under of that right now. So Webb and Freeland, go ahead. Sorry. Are you subscribing to this Freeland under trend? No. So SoCal DJs all over this. So the guys are all over this, but better to all over this. Uh oh, Kyle Freeland Day. Kyle Freeland Day. <laughs> Gotta bet the under. There we go. It's eleven. 
It's been good. Gets my boy, Logan Webb. I know. Pitching in Colorado as a visitor has to stink. Has to be like, man, my turn and rotation is up here. I got to throw. Okay. Breaking ball doesn't work as good. Runs are scored more. I like over. I mean, these teams have been hitting. I like the over. Time out. <laughs> Time out. <laughs> I'm looking at something that's that can't be possible. What? I'm looking at a picture that was posted moments ago. Okay. In the Bay. Uh-huh. Luca is at a bar drinking. Last night. Now. Today. Right now. <laughs> drinking what? You got a game um, in a couple hours. Yep. <laughs> and he's there with the big guy whose name I always forget. Boba? Boba. Yeah. Yeah. The guy whose hands monster. It's him. Yeah. They look like they're at like a, they're, they're sitting outside. He's straight up drinking a beer. Getting loose for the game. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a bet him on a money line. Now let's go. Luca beer on a game day. Maybe he's either, he's either, he's either going to have a rough game or be the Euro Michael Jordan hashtag (laughs) legend. (laughs) I mean, Wow, if Luca's actually doing this. Is that confirmed? I mean, I'm looking at it right now. It's it's from John Middlecoff. He's a blue check marked. Oh, John's full of shit. Is he? I don't know. Oh, he's he he's who posted it, but it's from a guy named Minalazan. Attack the rack on Twitter. He used to play uh Euro basketball. Now he's just obsessed by it with basketball takes and blah blah blah. He's followed by a bunch of NBA basketball guys that I know. I don't know who took the picture. I don't know if it's photoshopped or real, but it's making its way around right now that Luca at the current moment is at a bar drinking right now. So sorry to interrupt. Anyways, back to this. Uh, SoCal DJ throws this out. Giants are 31 and five straight up 27 and nine in the run line as a road favorite of 115 or lower. Giants are minus 160 today at Colorado. They've won 12 in a row against Colorado, but it's Cal Freeland day. Should we bet the under, or would you rather have a side in this game? San Francisco's beaten Colorado, what'd you say? Yes, 11 12 times straight. in a row? 12 straight now. 12 straight now. This game starts at 12.10, by the way, Pacific time, so in an hour. So bet Colorado and bet the over. So you think take the dog at home. No, which... I'm sorry, San Francisco. I'm sorry. Oh, I have okay. Ride the streak, ride the streak. Lay the 160? Oh, boy. San Francisco and over. And over. See, I'm on the under. You're buying this thing. I like the under 11 of this game. Yeah? Yeah. And you want the you, you want to bet baseball. You want to you want to, this is what you like. This is you like the punishment. You want to bet <laughs> under in a game. You're running bad. And you would have been under in a game in Colorado <laughs> where they've gone. Over I didn't say like I, I didn't say I was betting it. I just said I would bet it. I didn't say I, I don't. I'm not betting baseball at the moment. I, I, I'm with I'm with I'm abstaining from betting on baseball at the moment. All right. But if I did, I'd bet the under on on, on this game. Uh, heard it. The other game I would bet is Astros Red Sox and go over nine if I was going to bet it. I don't even have to look who's pitching. I got to bet that. Astros hit five home runs in the second inning last night off of Nathan Ovaldi. Why'd they leave him in for all that? 
because the bullpen game was over. They won the day before. So take the L, move on to Damn, today. That's leaving one in for the team. I mean, Evaldi's yeah. like the guy. I mean, just I gave up three. Come get me out of here. Nope, just keep going. <laughs> Boom, Four, there's another one. Five. What, what the hell? Why is nobody coming out here? Call timeout <laughs> to catcher. What's he doing? He ain't even looking over here, man. You got to pitch another batter. Boom, again. <laughs> Somebody go get him, please. Five home so, runs in one inning. I never heard yeah, of that. Yeah, tied a record, major league, major league record with five home runs. Most, of, I think four of the five were not close. Like they weren't like cheap, <laughs> cheapies. They were legit rockets off the bat of the Astros. So it was bad. So Red Sox, but the Red Sox bats have come to life a little bit as well. Yes, they have. So every game is in the every game in this series is at the over. Yes. Weather's getting warmer. Yes. I like the over nine today. And Pavetta's pitching. Yes. Over. Yes. This is good. I like this. I mean, uh I saw this last night. It, it's gone to the nine under is juiced now because you use nine. This is one of those moves in the book where it's okay. That's fine. Let them bet it. Circa's actually at nine under a quarter. Everyone else is wow. at nine under twenty. Um, there's one nine under 15 left. So all the bad guys, all the steam, all the, everybody's on the under the books are just sitting there going, come on, keep betting it. Let's go. So I'm with oh, you. That's over. Surprising. Yeah, yeah. I would bet the, I would, I would bet the over in that game. I think it's a, the Red Sox bullpen is suspect. Their bats are coming alive. I think the Red Sox win the game. I could see a six, five win for, for Boston. Why not? Yeah. 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 So it's one thirty five minus, uh, Houston on top. Yeah. Red Sox could win the game. Yeah. Home favorite. And then, and then, then it would be two out of three against the Rangers, two out of three against the Astros. Things are starting to turn, start playing a little better. Coming around in May. You said this team would come around in May. Yeah. We got the Orioles on deck, right? Coming up. Yeah. 18 game hit streak for JD Martinez. Bogarts has been swinging baseball right now. Yeah, so they're, they're, they're coming around. All right, time for the schedule of the day. It is the final team in the AFC West. It is the hat that I am wearing. It is the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, Nick Wright of Fox Sports 1 this morning said that the Chiefs are going to win 12 games. 12? 12. He's from Kansas City, mind you. But he also said the Chargers are going to win 12 games. And the Raiders are going to win six. Oh, wow. So. Can we bet Nick on this? Can we reach out to Nick and say, I did. I I did. And I know Nick. And I said, Nick, I'll bet you a hundred dollars right now. Raiders. Sorry. The chiefs are not winning 12 games. And he didn't respond as obviously, but if he does, I'm in. Well, Nick, come on the show and tell us why he thinks the Chiefs will win twelve games. I, you know what? I don't. Do I? Do I have Nick Wright's phone number? Let me see something. Nick and I worked in Kansas City together. This would be awesome if we could get Nick on because I would be very curious to hear how after we went through that schedule that they're going to. I have an email. I have an email for him. So okay. I don't have a phone number, but I have an email for him. So right. I, I don't know if it's still active or not, but I can send him an email uh, to see if if he'll come up because I would love to hear him explain why the Chiefs. After we after what we did with their schedule yesterday, how are they seeing twelve? It's almost like you just plugged and play. Uh, twelve and five sounds right. Versus like going through the schedule and being like, um, "You sure?" Road <laughs> schedule is very hard. The division's hard. I think this missing the Raiders to win six games. How do they go? I mean, 
season win is eight, right? For the yep. Raiders. So it's 10 and a half, 10 and a half. Uh, we said Broncos were 10, right? 10, 10 and eight is the, is the projected win totals right now for this, for this team. So my favorite bet last year, Raiders over came in again, bet it two years ago, favorite bet Raiders over came in again. I've hit the Raiders win total the last two years going over. It, it, I think people here, I think the books here think it's like a square play. And they're like, oh, yeah, just like set it there. Watch the public go ahead and bet the over and they're going to suck. And then Gruden gets fired and then they changed everything around and they went over. Same thing the year prior where it was six. They won nine. Last year it was seven and a half. They won nine, ten, whatever they wound up winning. Um, okay, so let's go through it here with eight is the total. Week yep. one, home for the Vikings. Week one, home for the Vikings. This is a very difficult game. Um, Vikings are favored though, right? I'll give it to the Raiders. Who aren't the Vikings favored for real? Oh, we got we got to put that in better book if that's the case. How did I not know that the Vikings are playing here in week one? <laughs> Welcome yeah, to the show. <laughs> Hello, resident Viking fan. Hello, boy. Are you might, spo- you're, might, might have you're to supposed to keep track of this. You're supposed to be telling us these things as to what your team is doing. So it is. Oh, wait, that's not right. Oh, is that preseason or is that wrong again? Hold on. Sorry. Eleventh, Green Bay is playing at Minnesota. So it's week one. Oh, it's preseason. My, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. They, they, Hashtag they wrote, not, fair, not fair as fault. I like it. Not, not fair as fault. Fault. Yeah. <laughs> it's, that's preseason, preseason week one. Excuse me. Okay. Week one, regular season. I hate when the NFL network, NFL does this where they put it. They just keep, forget preseason. Don't put it in here. At Chargers week one. At Chargers week one loss. Yeah, hell yeah. That's a bad start for the Raiders. Home for the Cardinals. I mean, it's not that bad. It's just, they're they're four point dogs. They can go win that game. It's just they a always, revenge. You spot you know you know what happens. You know what happens every time they go there. It's a last second heartbreaking loss. It's a bad yeah, it's a bad loss. Brutal. Every time they go out there, it's 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 always black. It'll be blacked out. The whole building we all black. All Raider fans, no Charger fans. And they'll lose by one. Wow. I take right. the four points. I, yeah. I, I will bet. I will bet plus four in that game. I'll be on the Raiders. Can wait. I think it's going to go up. Yeah, yeah. I like the dog there. Chargers to win, but Raiders to cover. Uh, Cardinals week one home opener. Week two, two. Sorry, week two home opener. Win. Oh, I have that as a loss. I think it's an O two start at Titans week three loss. I think they can win that game. Okay. I think the Titans. I think the Titans are going to stink. Stink. Yeah, I think they're going to have a fall down year. Okay. A lot of Ryan Tannehill has got a hold. They drafted his replacement. He's talking about you know being deeply depressed and needing therapy. And I know it's Henry and company, but no AJ Brown. Defense is okay, not great. Faltered at the end of the year. I think the Raiders win that game. Okay. Home for the home for the Broncos. Win. Two and two. At the char at the KC Chiefs. Lose. Two and three. And the bye week is week six. Oh, early bye week. Okay. Bad. Bad, bad, bad. Too early in the season myself, but okay. Home for the Texans after the bye. Win. Yep. Three and three. 
at the Saints. Week eight. Drew Brees coming back? No. <laughs> I know. I mean, James better not. Somebody better talk to him. Um, at the Saints is such a hard game. I say loss. I say win. Okay. At Jacksonville. Right after that game? Yep. Win. Yep. So you have – what did you have? So it was two and three, three and three. You picked a loss to the Saints, right? Mm-hmm. Three and four, four and four. Week 10, home for Indianapolis. Win. Five and four. Broncos on the road. Loss. Five and five at Seattle. This will be the game they lose. No. They'll lose that game. Wow. I like it much better than you. I got three. We're, we're different on three games right now. Yeah. You, you had five and six. Home for the Chargers. Win six and six at the Rams. This will be the game they win when they're not supposed to. Seven and six. Yeah. Home for the Patriots. Lose. Does does Belichick get his disciples? He, he beats them right when they when it goes owns them. them. He owns them like that's like a Patriots saving. win. Yeah. That's, yes. Yeah. That's <laughs> he a Patriots owns them. win. Yep. Yeah. So what's that? Seven and eight. Yeah. At Pittsburgh. Second to last game of the season is at Pittsburgh. Third to last. It's cold. So it can't be seven and eight. Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. Look at that. Raiders at Steelers. Christmas wow. Eve. Oh my goodness. Um loss for the Raiders. Boy. Hey. Teams so you have you have Vegas is going to Pittsburgh and winning outdoors. So you you have him six and nine right now, I believe so. San Fran at home, week seventeen, win. Oh, there's your over. KC, at home. home, week eighteen, win. Last game, last game, Woo, win. Yeah, KC will have something clinched. They won't even have to play. There's eight wins. That's the season sure. win number. That's the total, right? Eight. Yeah, it's eight. It's eight. Yeah. I mean, it's eight. It's eight, nine, nine, and eight. We could flip the games. Which ones? Which all that stuff? I think that's 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 a good number. I think they win nine games. I do. I don't think they win six though. Like, how bad does it have to get? They got Devontae Adams for goodness sakes. Yeah, I think Josh I, McDaniel. Like their road games, six. Their road games are Chargers. Titans, Chiefs. Hold on. We know that they're the Chiefs. Okay, the so non division And the Broncos. Yeah. Give me the non-division ones. Titans. You said they could win that. They could win that. Saints. Debatable. Jagu- they could win that. Jaguars. They better win that. Seahawks. They should win that. Rams. Tough game. Steelers. In December, tough game. But they should win that tough game. But they should win that. So wow, if you go by that, and they just they're hold. live. I'm telling everyone that no one wants to hear this. So, the Raiders are live to win the division. Nobody well, wants yes. to hear this. They are live to win this division. They are. If they, they if they win two or three of the three home games in the division, split on the road, win one, and they go four and two in the division, it's over. 
I mean, look, let's just put this into context, everybody, for, for a second. You might tell me that I'm crazy, but offensively is the way that this game is being played, not defense, okay? Offense, offense, offense. And they have a new D coordinator, a new strategy. Cleveland Farrell, by the way, the rumor flying around town, I was talking to someone yesterday about this, that Farrell might actually play linebacker in this new defense. Did you say Farrell? Farrell. Cleveland Farrell. I thought you said Farrell. Like, yes. Yeah, that's my that's my side household, bro. <laughs> man, I was like, man, he's a, Farrell's he's a producing linebacker. a show and yeah, running the ball for the Raiders. What the hell's no, going linebacker. on? Linebacker. Defense. <laughs> I don't think he, I'd be a good linebacker, dude. I yeah, I, I'm under 200. Made, I, ha- I always have been. <laughs> three four. A three four setup with Farrell on the outside for an outside linebacker rush position is where they may put him, which could be really interesting. Hmm. Their secondary needs work, but I think they may improve. But offensively, they've got Derek Carr, who, look, Derek Carr is a top what to you? Top 10, 15, 20 quarterback in the NFL. What is he? Showed me a lot last year. He was not even in, even would have never made the discussion for the top 10 before last year. Still don't think he's in the top 10, but I think he's a lot no. closer to it. He's in 11 yeah. to 20. I, I have him as top 15 quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, top so half. He's in the top half of the league. Okay. Probably now. I don't know yeah. if I would have had him in there last year. To me, he's the top half Still of the league. Okay. So, okay. so I, I think he's top. So you have a top 15 quarterback. You have, but with a, running, a ceiling of here, like up to this point, he has to, he has to do something to get even in the discussion to be in the top six. Right. He's not even close to that. Up no, to top six? No, 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 no. Not even, he's not even top 10. Yeah, I'd have like 14, 15, 13, somewhere in that range. But Got to you have in. arguably the best wide out in the game. Mm-hmm. You have a top three tight end. If he wants to play, yeah. Yeah, I think I, he'll play. I mean, he's he needs to play, and then he'll hold out next year. He, he's got two years left. He, it's, it's, a, it's a big problem for him just because he's, he's so underpaid. But it's really going to be hard, you know. He, 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 I doubt he holds out this year. He'll maybe next year, going into his last year of his contract. But I don't, I don't see that happening. You have what? What's Renfro? Top five possession receiver. I love that guy. He's yes, he helped so much last year, and now you add Devontae Adams to that. I think, I think Renfro's. I'd put him top, top ten for sure. I mean, I have to see the rankings, but he's definitely up there. Top five wide out, top five tight end, top five possession receiver. Running game. Jacobs, Jacobs is okay. I like him at times. Yeah. Serviceable. Better rookie year than what he had last year and the year brought year after, but you <laughs> know, decent. Got some guys, new offense, third down backs. You're going to see a lot of screen passes coming out of this offense this year. Haven't seen much of that in the past, but you're going to see a lot of it with, with Josh McDaniel, a lot of screens. A lot of wide receiver screens, a lot of bubble screens. They're going to get the ball into Adams' hands, get the ball into Renfro's hands as fast as possible, get some guys out to block. This team's dangerous. I just, people are sleeping, I think, a little bit too much. And it's, ah, same old Raiders. Okay, I get it. But you've got weapons that have not been seen with this team before. Now, all coming. Adams changed everything. You slide that guy up to the number one spot and you tick these guys down to the two and the three receivers. Those are the options for for Carr. I mean, and you can't even ask the question, well, what about chemistry? Uh, yeah, they got that checked off with, with, with Carr and 
Well, they played in college together. They've known right. each other. They're best friends. Yeah. They, they, they kids christenings and weddings. And, and like, they talk every damn day. This is like the chemistry between these two guys is like, eh, like there's no problems with Carr and Adams will step onto the field and it will be go time. No, no learning curve for these guys. It'll be go. Now, it, I, Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. And I'm not saying Derek Carr is Aaron Rodgers, but just saying, you want a sleeper flyer bet on someone now here in May that could, well, we're all talking in October going like, well, damn, we should have saw that coming. I think people are looking at past history a little bit too much with the Raiders and not looking at today as to what the Raiders are. They are. They over, are. Over eight wins for a third straight year. I will bet this and I expect for a third straight year to cash that ticket on the Raiders to go over their win total to win nine games. Nine and eight. Okay. Time for the props.com story of the day. Hit it. Our guy, Patrick Everson has written an article all about the circa million and circa survivor. Now these are two very popular things. We talked about Jeff Davis already a little bit about this thousand dollar entry fee. You can have up to six entries. The one little quirk that they're throwing at this and they did this last year with thanksgiving they're doing it this year with week one if you choose either the bills or the rams in week one and you lose you can rebuy up to six different entries to come back into to the survivor pool <laughs> would that attract you not me but I know a lot of guys it will. Okay. And then the other hook is if you don't take the Rams or the Bengals this year, you are eligible for $1 million. The bonus prize. Wow. <laughs> Somebody just wrote to Jeff Davis, the Rangers 20 to one to sweep. Go ahead and take it. And Jeff Davis said, then don't listen to the Bostonian versus the book today. <laughs> Boy, that's great. I love it. Oh, that's phenomenal. He just dunks on the Rangers during the show. But anyways, I love it. So do, do you like that? That you have that uh, shot? The rebuy? And the bonus? Yeah. I mean, I think, it, I mean, staying away from the Rams and the Bengals is not that difficult. We saw it last year, staying away from the Chiefs and who was it? Somebody else in the NFC, whoever played who the oh Bucks, the Chiefs, the Chiefs and the Bucks. You've stayed away from Chiefs and the Bucks. You, oh, you were eligible. Super Bowl? You were eligible to win a million dollars. So you've got you've got that going in. Right. So week week one, they're trying to get more action in the pool for Survivor, right? Make a bigger <laughs> yes. pl- make a bigger pot. Yes. For, for Survivor. Yes. But letting but letting people rebuy on Thursday because no one normally plays that Thursday night for Survivor in week one. They're like, I'm not playing that. I'm gonna wait till we, you know, make sure I don't get stuck. So watch a game and then bet it on Sunday for Survivor. You spend a grand, you're out. To dime on a play and you're out. So that's not gonna it, may, it makes people nervous. So I this do kind of like this is for the for the guy who wants five entries. Six entries now. Now yeah. Um to go, you know put it all in on a team like the bills. A lot of people may pick the bills. So he'll go in and go spend all that money on the Rams, hoping that the bills lose. Well, if they don't, he'll just go rebuy and pick a game for the weekend. 
Yeah, it's kind of like a that's the move because you you eliminate how many people? But the Bills and Rams is almost a pick 'em game. It ain't like it is pick 'em. Minus one. Right. It is pick 'em. It is yeah. a pick 'em game. So, so it ain't, it, it, who the hell's going to pick that game for your survivor the first week? You're yeah. not. So circa million has now gone up, which I like. It's now six million dollars prize pool for this. Okay. From four now to six. There were four thousand one hundred so on entries last year. They guaranteed there was no overlay last year. Mm-hmm. They have finally listened to us, Dave. They're going top 100 for finishers. Oh, that's good. Okay. Well, it was top 10 year one. Yeah. And it was top 50. And now it's top 100. Yeah. So that's really great. They also are doing last place and second to last place wins Mm -hmm. 100 grand. Okay. Each one. So you get both. Uh, Sorry, 50K. Sorry. 100,000, 50,000 for second to worst and worst. It's a hundred thousand booby prize, as as they're calling it. Right. Uh, quarterly prizes will range from one hundred and fifty thousand for first place to uh, to ten thousand for fifth place. You have okay. a quarterly booby prize again of twenty five thousand as normal. Again, this is picking five games, ATS, stagnant lines, entry to do. Uh, you can do it on the app if you're in Nevada. You can do that uh-huh. or hire a proxy like our guy Matty Vegas in, in uh-huh. football contest footballcontest.com. Um, for a proxy service, but you got, I don't know. I, I, I like this. I mean, I like top 100. My biggest criticism was if I come in 85th in a contest with 4,000 people in it, I should win my money back. Like I should get a grand. I should, I should win my entry fee back. You would think so. Why won't they add, why won't they go to more games? Why won't they go to seven? Uh, you could because five games over 18 weeks, you can do the math formula, right? It's really hard to separate. Like everything's bunched up. Like it's why they like it like that. That's why. Yeah. More people have chance of winning it. Yeah. But once you're in for a grand, I know, but once you're in for a grand, you're not in, I mean, you're not rebuying unless you want to do the halfway. I mean, they they do a reload if you want for like the Westgate and whatnot, but like circuit hasn't done that. I don't believe, right. They haven't done a reload. No. Mm -mm. So you're, you're you're a dime committed. Like you're not going to get any more money out of me. I'm going to make a dime. I mean, what does it matter? I'd rather have the separation versus five go to seven. Because if you have separation next year, if you picked 60% and the winner right. picked 78 because you had more games, you're not going to do the contest. You get people to drop off. By keeping it five games and keeping it closer, more people are in it to the end or have a shot, so more people will sign up. Interesting. I think. Right. I mean, that's yeah. why. you got to say goodbye more. to the, to the yeah. sports group people. We'll, we'll talk more about this as we roll but for you guys on sports grid thank you for watching we appreciate it we'll be back tomorrow same place same time following the pat mcafee show on sports grid tv for you guys on youtube and twitter hang around we'll keep going here with better to book it in the top of the day here in just one second but for sports grid we'll talk to you guys tomorrow okay let's get to the bet prep prop of the day and we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll go through somebody asked yesterday in the in the chat are the uh, are the swear monitors off now? Now, yes, swear monitors are off. Okay. Yes, T- technically it's it's free reign again because <laughs> this part. So it's not logged by anything when we say uh, shit. 
Yes, right. You don't. You don't have to log it, right? Okay. Yes, we're, we're we're all good. Um, <laughs> Sorry to interrupt your train. It's fine. It's 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 all good. Uh, all right, let's get to the bet prep prop of the day. Let's talk about Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole over sixteen and a half points today. The prop did hit yesterday in the third. It hit in the first quarter for Tyler Hero over two and a half assists. Didn't have another one. The rest of the game. <laughs> what do you end up with? Three. Three. Three in the first quarter. Did not have another one. So he wow. got the over. He got the over, but he didn't get another one. Wow. Yeah. So that was that was a great, like we I was we we're watching How it. Weird like, is that? Crazy, right? So Jenna, because Jenna back Garcia back days, we had two and a half as a total. We had assist with Hero yesterday. The day before we had Zenzatella two and a half K's. Yeah, and they both landed on three. Three, yeah, it stopped. So, what do you got tonight? What is this? Jordan Poole over sixteen and a half points tonight for the Golden State Warriors, minus one ten at most books. He has gone over this number in six of eleven playoff games this year, averaging nineteen point three points. Eleven of fourteen games at home, averaging twenty three point nine points, and thirteen the last fifteen. After his team has covered, even though this is game one of the series, averaging 23 points, Jordan Poole has played against Dallas four times this year. has gone over the number two of those games. The games were months ago, so not a deep dive. But if you look at the the, the starting five of stake of Steph, Clay, Poole, Wiggins, and Draymond, their death lineup, 30 minutes a game. Poole is averaging pretty good this season. He's averaging over three and a half made threes at plus 152 over four made threes at plus 420. If you like this as well. And he has scored 17 or more points overall in 26 of his last 31 games. I feel up Jordan Poole going over. I like like this. I think I like under. I like over like the game over. I like Poole to go off. He's the dude they can't stop. They can't stop Jordan Poole. Mm-mm. Really? Yeah, because you're going to run at Steph. You're going to run at Clay. And then you're going to leave Poole open to shoot. Someone's got to shoot. Someone's got to be open. And they'll dare Jordan Poole to shoot and he'll kill him. Okay. Uh, I, uh, Poole, I it was funny. He picked He picked his Poole in my handicap. Poole is the guy that I think is the X factor. So I was laughing that he pulled Jordan Poole. because like, yep, that's the guy that's going to. That's why I like over. That's why I like the Warriors. Pool at home is very comfortable. Okay. You like under? I do. You know, I mean, I'm starting to get to preferring unders on these props as we get further into the playoffs. Right. So, makes sense. I can see your th- I can see your way of thinking, but I'm not worried about. Like, I don't think Dallas is. Super concerned with pool. I think they're well, they better be, which means they they you know they could be susceptible susceptible to this going over. But no, I I I, uh, I like the under. All right, time for better to book it. Being brought to you by Fliff. Go to getfliff.com if it's legal in your state. Twenty five bucks just for signing up for an account. No deposit needed. They give you twenty five bucks automatically to do whatever you want with it at getfliff.com. The social sports book. Forgetflift.com. All right. Two bets on this game we were talking about. Warriors minus four and a half against the Mavericks tonight. Betting and are booking it. 
Uh, I will book it. I will wow. book it. First game in the series, I think, is a battle. I think uh, you got a good number. All the steams on that side, all the heat, all the smoke, everybody's on it. Numbers is moving five and a half right now. I don't think it comes down to one or two possessions, meaning this thing either flies over or comes way off. Yeah. It's like a 125-110 win for the Warriors. Ooh. Or, like or Mavericks might win game one. Right. Okay. I'll take the points. Yeah, like I lay five and a half. I, I think I, I lay. I think it's if if the Warriors. What would you stop at six? Yeah, probably two possessions. Okay, but I do think if they win in cover, this won't be this number won't be close. I don't think we're gonna gonna and then over two fourteen and a half. Over betting betting and booking it betting that. So you think the Mavericks can cover an over a game? I do. Interesting. Okay. I do. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I disagree with that. I don't think, I don't think they can cover an over game. I think it's an under game. If, if Mavs win, it's an under game. It'll go, it'll go under. Right. Okay. So here's how I'm betting hockey tonight. I haven't normally done this. <laughs> Number okay. of posts. Yeah, seriously. Right. Shots on goal. What are you doing? Nope. In regulation. Oh, <gasps> look at you. Okay. Carolina is minus one Oh five. Oh, nice. No, no overtime. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Carolina, just to win the game of regulation. Uh-huh. Stop having around with overtime. It's I a like three-way it. bet because tie is a bet, so it's a three-way. So the odds come down. Betting in a booking Carolina minus 105 in regulation. Bet it. Yeah. Bet it. I don't – I mean, I want to I want to go like this. I want to push the all-in. I want to hit the B-squared button. I, that's what really I was going to say. I was like, th- this would be – if I would pick a B-squared for me, like this is a B-squared play. Like this, this is, is a it, play – this is the play. This okay. is it, then. Yeah. All I mean, right. This is this a minus is 105. This, this is a is low it up just, game. Just, 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 just take the chips, push them in. We're in close for the people. On the- if, you're, if you're new, what this means is if it goes right. to overtime and Carolina wins, we still lose the bet. Cannot right. go to overtime. No. Carolina wins without overtime. Carolina wins I hope we don't even have to sweat this in a third period. I hope we're up three nothing with seven minutes to go going. Just I feel four four one is what I'm feeling. Ooh. I'm, with you, I'm with you on the under, but four one is what I'm feeling. Okay. Okay. I just think I think they go up two nothing and they just skate around just for two lock periods. it up. Lock yeah. it up, baby. <laughs> just take game one and put it in the back pocket. Can we get the two goals in the first period though? Like, do we have to know. go like Boston zero zero into the second and start to sweat this? Like, can we just get the first goal maybe like, five minutes in and then score again before the end of the period and be leading two nothing? That'd be, be great. A little more comforting. That would be great. Then then you just sit and watch it roll. So I just relax. This is my favorite bet of the day. People ask, "What's your favorite bet of the day?" I always say, "Yeah," but this is my favorite bet of the day. <laughs> And then finally, when they ask, are they asking that voice? It's just annoying. It's just like I'm, I, every bet, every bet's the same. Like I, they want me to like, I'm like, either bet them all, or bet them, bet them all, or bet none. Like this, don't pick and choose. Don't ask me to handicap my handicap. Like it's really freaking annoying. It's so hard. I get asked that all the time. Well, which one do you really like? Man, I, I don't it. know. 
I got to get to a standard. If I, I got to get to a place where I'm saying yes. So like if it gets over on the yes column, it, it's over on the yes column. I don't That's prioritize it. it. It's just, it, it, it jumped the fence. It's over there. It's over Doesn't on that matter. side. It's in yes. the yes category. It's running in the fields. Like it's shot dead by something, but it's running in the fields. It's, how about when they ask you, how about when they ask you when, you know, you give them, you know, we give them golden state, right? We give them Carolina and then they go, and then, you know, tonight they the, parlay it. The next one, no, the next <laughs> one is a baseball game. And they right. go, Oh, well, what do you like in a Calgary Edmonton game? Well, man, I don't know. That's why. I, well, <laughs> right. well, yeah, but I gave you three picks. Yeah, but yeah, I was looking at the Calgary Edmonton right. game. They uh, want the game that they're going to bet, right? Of course. So, but hard. there is a, but okay, same bet, different teams. Calgary in regulation, even money. Damn. Feel much better about Carolina than I do Calgary. I, I do. I was like, I, I, I said, I'm going to book wins. this one. I'm going to book this one because this okay. is the game. Like, this is the one that Edmonton steals, I think, or, or, no, or goes I, to overtime. Okay. Yes. I would see, right. I could see a 3 2 win in overtime. I yes. can see that. Yes. I can see that. Yes. Yeah. This is the, this is the one that, that concerns me. So I booked this one. Um, and, you know, I hope I'm wrong because I ain't betting it. I'm not betting this. Not this is too this is too close for me right yeah. now. I need to see this game. This will be fun. If you guys are back east, stay up late and watch at least the first period of this, and you'll you'll see this sea of red, the excitement in Calgary, the back and forth with the emotion. It'll be awesome. Yeah, I like this. All right. Favorite thing about today on Wednesday is what? Um we're doing some work on, you know, we talk about all these bets and stuff, and I just want to remind everybody that I am not a horse guy. Um, the Preakness Stakes is this Saturday, and I'm not a horse guy. Hopefully we'll have maybe someone on to tell us about the Preakness. But my favorite thing about today is that the College World Series starts tomorrow, the women's softball college World Series. No, they're playing the regionals right now. Oh, so – uh, 16 so, teams. So, so, so wait, 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 just to, it's not the college world series. It's the playoffs begin. It's available on DraftKings. It's available know, the, on the playoffs. Caesars. But if you say the college world series, that means like when you say college world series, we're going to Omaha. We're, you say the college we're on world the, series. They're going to OKC. So you are so on the road. We're on the road. We're in the regional stage right Correct. now. So it's the regionals start now, not the college world series, just the, not the women's college world series. The just bracket is out. Correct. And they are playing their way. To Oklahoma City. Correct. They're on the road. Yes. Okay. So 16 teams have home games, four games, or uh, four teams. Each, uh, each pod. Go, go to each right? pod. Yeah. Double elimination tournament to get to next Baseball. week, which is 16. Yeah. yeah. Same thing. Same, same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's available to bet on. And me and the kids have been watching this and going wow. over all this stuff. So we're, we're doing some serious work uh, tonight. We already have positions on a few teams. And we're going to nail down who's going to survive this week to next week to lock in prices that aren't going to exist next week. How so, big are the lines? Um, so right now on DraftKings, Oklahoma's the favorite, overwhelming okay. favorite, minus 170. Okay. Win this thing. But and I mean, next, like game one, when Oklahoma plays game one, are they what, minus 500? I, nobody or? has this yet. Uh, Nobody okay. has the game to game. You got to you okay. got to buy the the pools to win it all. Okay. Oklahoma's minus one seventy. Florida State is next at six to one. UCLA is seven to one. 
and then it goes Alabama, Arkansas, Virginia Tech, and, and from there. Is OU that good? They're very good. They lost two games all season. Of how many? 51. They're 49 Damn. and two. Okay. <laughs> all right. 49 and two. So what I'm doing is taking positions on every team but Oklahoma right now. I can't lay 170 mm. when they still have to play all these games this weekend, all these games next weekend, then get to Oklahoma City and find their way through the bracket. If we get all the way to the end and we at least have two or three shots and they're still in it against Oklahoma, I'll just bet Oklahoma and get off the bet. But, I mean, I have a couple Pac-12 teams, Arizona State at 50-1. to The current line is 15-1. to All right. We have um, uh, who else here? I can't remember. Um, Florida State was fifteen to one. They're six to one now. So we took some positions. So tonight, in the midst of hockey games going on, I'm going to sit down with the girls, and we're going to try to hammer out where we're going to go. Mm. And then I got to put bets in tomorrow before the games start, and uh, and let you guys know. So. You guys will be able to bet this. This is all over the place um, with DraftKings having it. Caesars, William Hill having it. Oh, wow. Give you an opportunity to to do something. The, the product is amazing. The girls softball product, the College World Series is awesome. Awesome to watch. It's good. I don't know if I'm you, You're emotionally tied to this in a big, big way. Like, you think, is it, would, you, would it pull you away from a hockey playoff game? I would put it on both screens when they get to OKC. And I would definitely watch it over a baseball game. When they're in Oklahoma (laughs) City, 100% I'd watch it over a regular season baseball game. Yeah. Well, it's on in a couple weeks. Uh, For me, my daughter has found a team that she really likes to go to the games. It happens to be Julia's team. So tonight, under the lights... I forget what the league is called, but the championship game for the eight to 10 year old soccer team is tonight. My daughter is not playing. She's a cheering on her friend who is playing, who is our neighbor down up the street for a couple mm-hmm. of houses. These girls are like inseparable. They go to school together. They, they ride together. They go there every day after school. Madeline has been obsessed with this team. She's gone to five games. They had the playoff game we're at on Sunday. Oh, so the big, the big reward is tonight. Under the lights, Wednesday night final, 7 p.m. At that place off game. of Summerlin Parkway? Yep, exactly. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Where all those lights are and all those fields? Yep. Uh-huh, yep. Where so do you park when you go? I've never gone there. I have no idea. Oh, boy. I'm going tonight. I'm taking Madeline to the game tonight, and... We got a crazy, we got a crazy afternoon. We've got three o'clock dentist appointment, five o'clock tumbling class, and then 7 p.m. the game. So I am like booked all the way through. I will not be watching much. I'm glad the Celtics aren't playing tonight because I'm going to be watching (laughs) basketball and hockey on my phone. So I'm glad I'm not not going to be home to go ahead and do this. But Madeline is, is like, she's coming home today. She's like, I need to make a poster sign. I'm like, really? She's like, yeah. Oh, so much fun. Oh, it's Julia. Like, of I, course, I got to make a sign for Go Julia. I was like, do you yeah, want to like right, do like your do like paint? And she's like, oh yeah. She's like, absolutely. She's like, we we have to. It's like, okay, well, how am I going to find the time to do this in between the dentist tumbling class? You have a leotard on. You're going to that. Like, oh my god. So my day today is just absolutely 
crazy. But it's fun spending time with my daughter, but it's going to be like a Are we favored in a game? Is Julie's team favored in a game? Um, they've got two kids on it. I would probably, I haven't seen who they're playing, but they've got two forwards that can blast the ball as a nine-year-old. Okay. And like, whenever they get into it, it's like, it kind of like puts you back going like, okay. And the poor goaltenders have no idea what to do with it. Like they just like, <laughs> they, 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 they don't do want to touch it. Yeah. They want no part. The ball screaming at them and they're just like, nope. And it go and it, and it goes in. So I would say they, they should be favorites to, 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 to win this. They won the semifinal game three, nothing. So they looked pretty good and they, they were a tough team that they beat to get to this game. But like, this is the big, everyone wants to be in this and like, Oh yeah. Parents are all gung ho. Oh, it's a big deal. Yeah. So they're all, this is for the, for, you know, I was like, how big is the trophy? They're like, it's like that big. It's like a real, real, oh, real, 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 real trophy. Oh, it's so, a yeah. big deal, right? Too. So championship game tonight for seven, for the eight, nine and 10 year old soccer league that Julia, best of luck to Julia. We'll be there supporting yes. you. And Madeline is, is very excited about all of this. So Love it. we will be back tomorrow. Same place, same time. You guys can watch the replay of the show on sports grid TV coming up tonight, 11 PM Pacific time, 2 AM Eastern time. You want to rewatch the show or just do it on YouTube. Hit subscribe, subscribe on Apple review rate, do all the great stuff. We appreciate you guys in the brigade more than you guys know. He's Dave. I'm Matt for Matt Farah. Talk to you tomorrow for the Bostonian versus the book.